Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Wow, Patrick Kane getting traded, man. And in the end of an era, you know, the idea that they took the ice for the first time in 19 years without one of That's those amazing. guys. That's amazing. What, what Who keeps track of that stuff? I guess it would be easy know. to keep track of. I don't know. But I do think it, it's uh, significant in terms of a trade and the loss. Because I said this, Molly, and I stand by it. I think that since Michael Jordan retired 25 years ago, I don't think there's been a more accomplished Chicago professional sports athlete in town than Patrick Kane. Three cups, what he's done on the ice. You look at where he stands in terms of franchise totals. The best player in franchise history for my money. The MVP awards. I think when you look at that, it, it, it speaks volumes about what he's accomplished. We were talking about deals Sammy Sosa was traded by the Cubs in February t- 2005 to the Orioles. That's, but that, that was after the World Series, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. Well played. But that's right. That's why, as yeah. much as Sammy meant, it wasn't a guy who had accomplished a, a, a championship. He hadn't won a title. And then, of course, before that, 1998, in the summer of 98, Scottie Pippen, who had won. Now, that, that is the only thing that's kind of – Traded to the Rockets. Sign and trade. Well, I thought it was Portland. Was it the Rockets? It was the Rockets. Yeah. Wow. And then the, how did he get it in Portland? Didn't he wind up? He ended up there later with free agency, I believe. Maybe the second time around. But Houston gave up. Uh, well, I know you'll remember who they gave up. Uh, Roy Rogers, a second round pick. Oh, he, he never met anyone he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> That's like from the 1940s. And, and uh, Scotty turned down. The Bulls did make... Uh, I think an offer to keep, but they 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 were purging everything then. Yeah. So that was that summer, and they traded him to the Rockets. So that is similar to what, what we're talking get? about here. What did they get from the Roy Rockets? Rogers in a second round pick? That was the return. They were just trying to get rid of him, get something. In well, they're trying to. Get, he wanted out. They were doing right by him. Yeah, they were trying. Yeah, to. That and was this Jerry is the Cross. same thing. You're doing right by Kaner because you're going to let him go to where he wants to go. He was. You know, the problem is you needed to get it done before the Tarasenko deal. We've said that already. But he was hedging. But he didn't know that he wanted to go, and then he was he was kind of bummed when that deal took place, and then you felt like, well, then he's not going there, and then something changed. And then he got ticked off, and then he just clearing he money. played mad, and yeah. he scored in droves, and then all of a sudden he said, well, maybe the Rangers can work it out, and they're trying like crazy now. We're not going to bore people by going into the details of what the Rangers are doing, but they're moving players around. They're trying to trade guys to Vancouver. They're calling guys up who aren't playing, but get their 
everything in line with the salary cap, which is very complicated in the NHL. Ideally, they're going to do that before Friday. You would think that's going to be kind of this wait-and-see period. And he's he's going to reunite with Artemi Panarin. Yes, he is. Isn't that kind of hurt? It does. A little bit? Yeah. I mean, he's going to play for the New York Rangers. He, again, will be a, a co-tenant with Derek Rose at Madison Square Garden instead of the United Center. Oh, boy. The Knicks and the Rangers, the Bulls and the Hawks. Goodness yeah. sakes, what's happening here? <laughs> It's all falling apart. What the hell's going on? What is happening? Help me through here? this week. It's going to be a tough one. I I will always think that, and, and I know I probably speak for some other people in the audience, but like Patrick Kane to me was the most exciting player for a long time in Chicago to watch, just because I couldn't. I was I was late to the party in terms of a hockey fan, and being a hockey dad maybe made that even more real for me. But he. He was just the guy that I would w- go out of my way to watch more than any other athlete in town. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I don't know who he's competing against for that. Over the years, it's been a bit different. No, I'm just yeah. thinking in my head. Well, there was Javi Baez had a run. You right. know, the no, he was definitely very exciting to watch. Devin Hester, I think, would be comparable. Devin Hester, so I think that was a tough to one. Watch. You know, Devin Hester would be a guy that is in the same sort of category. I'm struggling to figure out who on the White Sox. Tim Anderson at times. You know, he's I think still here. He's, he's definitely still here. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, the Bulls, Derek Rose, you know, for, during his heyday, he was an MVP. That's how long Kane has been here. Yeah, that's the problem. His, his tenure in Chicago has trans- yeah. covered a lot of ground. Wow. And so it's uh, beginning in, back in 08, and then you look at where he is now in his career. And uh, over the years, yeah, he's had some definite – he's not been free of controversy. He's no. not been – nobody who spends much time here as a guy like that is going to do that. But he's going to be a, a, tech, a New York Ranger by the end of the week. Uh, not saying – yeah. Anyway, so the Bulls. They added a player over the weekend, and You've Patrick Beverly. You've got me thinking through different scenarios of different players that I like that left town, and there's far too many of them, frankly. It seems like every time you get kind of tied to somebody. Attached. Yeah, they're definitely leaving. Well, I also didn't mention Chris Bryant. He did win a championship. He, he was MVP. the MVP. Yeah. He was the rookie of the year. Yeah. He was my favorite Cubs in Sandberg, but you I know, thought we were not going to discuss that. But, but the the um, the way that he left, you know, the tears in the dugout thing and the hugs, that, that's tough stuff, right? Wasn't that dif- difficult to deal with? Even though he knew it was coming, when it finally happened, he was totally bummed. And he wasn't here for double-digit years. You know, he was here yeah. through the heyday, but he he got he arrived in 15 and he was gone – Right. In 21? Because of the way they messed with service time? Is that what we're concluding? No, I think we're concluding. I, I, okay. I, that may be I, part I of it. Yeah. Well, he wasn't going to sign a contract. But it's this, this uh, need to rebuild and reset and the bottom out before you build back up again. You know, Chris Sale, I remember being mad when the Sox traded Chris Sale because I kept thinking, like, let me get this straight. you got Sale and Kitana – and you can't build a team around those pitchers. Like it was, I was just mad that they had a great pitcher that they couldn't figure out how to take advantage of, and then he goes and wins a World Series. That is the 
that that is a good example. But he, again, he didn't accomplish as much here. No. But he went off to Boston and he accomplished it there. And that was December 2016, which was the White Sox picking the lane. That was them done with this sort of flirting with respectability and can they get over the top and all of this and all of that. They decided to bottom out. So they got rid of Chris Sale and good good trade for him. Yeah. They won that trade. The Red Sox. Oh God. Red Sox won that trade. Well even with Chris Sale being unavailable and overpaid right now, they sure. won it. They won the trade because they won they the won title. They won the World Series. He the, celebrated the, on the mound. And, and the Sox got Moncada and, and Michael Kopech. But I was going to say, and Chris Sale closed out the World Series that they won. So, yeah. That's the picture framed on Red Sox fans' man cave wall. Mm. Red Sox fans don't. <laughs> they like the earlier one. They don't. It was just that was just another one of their times. You referenced it before the break, but it also you got detailed during the Savard for Chris Chelios. That's going yeah. way back, but yeah. that was one that involved a couple people that were definitely fan favorites. <laughs> Texter, we never traded Erlacher. Yeah, they just kind of half cut him by resigning. Yeah, they just, they just, <laughs> they just let him go. Re- Welcome him to an early retirement. Yeah, exactly, he could have played another year. Yeah. I think he could have played another year and was planning to, right? Yeah. But that was one of those decisions that was that Phil Emery at the time made uh-huh. him an insulting offer and precipitated his retirement. The minute he didn't take it, they signed his replacement, right? Wasn't that the deal? And he was miffed that they like you they just gave him like, Hey, we'll sign you the boom, they you're gone. 815, we got a couple of good old old time Chicago sports fans weighing in. Uh-huh. 815, are you kidding me? Irv Cups and it was livid when they got rid of Lou Brock. <laughs> Wally Phillips was just an intern and told my great grandpa about it. <laughs> oh my God. 773, Bill Madlock. Jeez. For Bobby Mercer. I remember that trade. Yeah, I don't really. I do remember it, but I don't remember how I felt about it at the time. You Why'd they trade I mean? Bill Madlock? I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. That would have been that would have been something that we could cub fans up in arms. Although Bobby Mercer from the Yankees, good old number seven. Drake LaRoche, just texter. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the leader in Drake. They also compared you you did this. Bobby Hall going to the WHA signing with the Jets. The Blackhawks owned the city at that point. Right. That was huge. That was a long time ago. I was like I just remember, you know, we were all really peeved, but we didn't know why. We're quite sure. Do you think the Blackhawks owe this to Patrick Kane to trade him to the only team he's, he would agree to be traded to? Or do you think that they would say, well, you know what? We couldn't work it out. The money doesn't make sense for us. We have nine draft picks in the first two rounds of the next two drafts, so we're going to – we're good. Um. Let's talk deal. Yeah, that's Let's, a really that's a very interesting question. That's a very interesting question because I think the you know you gave the guy a no trade clause and this is the only team he wants to go to. I think because he feels like he can win there. I think that if Patrick Kane goes there and they win the Stanley Cup and he and Artemi Panarin are on the same but, but, line, but people talk about this as if it's an yeah. obligation of the Blackhawks to do right by Patrick So Kane. you would rather them just let his contract run out and have him go someplace next year on his own? I don't know that I would concede that. Yeah. Here's what I might do. 
I don't know that I'm trading Patrick Kane because he has now picked a team that he thinks he can win with and he loves the idea of a reunion and, and this is, you know, he's been a great Blackhawk, the greatest ever. What, what, when are you, now you're going to introduce sentiment into the equation? Well, now you're getting emotional? I no. Mean, I, but I, I don't even know that this is sentiment or emotion. I think they want to lose and I think Kane is playing too well for them to lose. And if they're on a five game winning streak, I know they won without him. But maybe his influence has been too much, and they, you know, they they're not going to keep him. He wants to go to he or he's willing to go to the Rangers. Let's get you know a warm cup of coffee or uh, you know. A I, I think they've won the last three games he's missed. I understand what you're saying, and it is logical. But at the same time, I, I don't guess know why else they get rid big of big picture wise. I don't know what pro they don't teams, like the fans showing up do, to watch. Do, do, do pro team. <laughs> Well, that may be. Do, do, like, do pro teams owe players something like this? The, Patrick Kane is a rich man. The Blackhawks are paying him $10.5 million a yeah, year. I know. And so what more do they owe him beyond that? It's something like this. I, don't, I just don't understand that part of it because if I am the general manager of, of this franchise, yeah, there's a risk involved in having him play and maybe destroying our tank uh, or our, our intentions to lose. But, but I'm also thinking about the future. Him. Yeah, you'd rather just keep them and see what happens. Yeah. That's fair. I, I don't – you know, I'm not – I think that they're trying to do right by him because he did win three cups for him, right, and and was a huge part of that. So I think they're trying to let him – You know, Different they, regime. They know they're trying to lose. That was so yesterday. Yeah, but they, they know they're not going to win. They know they're not going to the playoffs. A guy of his capability, maybe it's his last chance to make a run at a cup. Maybe they're throwing him a bone in that way. But here's what we know. He's like, he's one of the greatest American players ever in the NHL. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And he's headed to the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about that. So I Greatest mean, Blackhawk ever. I don't yeah. think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. But he's definitely, he's definitely very close to, if not the greatest Blackhawk. I just think it's interesting with the two big stories over the weekend we're talking about and during the pick six. Uh the Blackhawks trying to do something for Patrick Kane, in essence, right? Mm -hmm. Trade him to the team that he approved. He, he's he's maintaining all the leverage. He's putting them in an impossible oh, spot. They're, they're, but let's do right by Kaner. Yeah, I get it. But then, then we different story, different sport. Wilson Contreras, boy, you know the Cubs did him wrong. They didn't do. They didn't give him the well, benefit of the doubt. They didn't. Yeah, no, I I understand the the combination, but I'm just asking. Just a contrast. What should they have done for him? Traded him last year if he wanted out when he didn't want the out? Cubs? The Cubs? I'm saying Willie wanted to stay here. Make him a contract offer. How okay, about that? That's fair. That would have been the first thing you could have done. It's like, it, hey, I will respect they, what you've done by making you an offer that is marketplace. What because is, what would the I'm just saying he signed what like a five year eighty seven million dollar deal something yeah. like that, so what contract should you have given him, you know? I would have offered him four years sixty million dollars before that. Okay, I, I would have made. Then it, he'd have a decision to yeah. make. Yeah, he, he never would have gotten to that point. Right. But we've talked. We talked through that well, at the time. We never could figure out why they weren't doing that. But we would have. I would have. But that's it. Just. When you when you cover all of the sports and we talk about them all at the same time, you see sometimes these these the, the con contrast in the way that guys are handled or that teams view the responsibility or obligation to good players. Because both guys, I'm not comparing Wilson Contreras with Patrick Kane in terms of what they've meant to their respective teams' histories. Both won championships with the team, but certainly the Cubs. 
I wouldn't say went out of their way to accommodate anything that Wilson Contreras wanted, right? Not at all. Okay, so Wilson Contreras ultimately wanted to get paid and they weren't going to pay him, right? right? Right. But he clearly didn't want out. And even if it's a better organization, he wound up with, according to Will. Um, Chris Bryant, like, wept in the dugout when they finally made that move, but they never really had a chance to keep him, whatever. Baez did not want to leave and had to go into witness protection to get paid. <laughs> um, Rizzo didn't really want to leave. He didn't want to leave. And was miffed that he did leave. Now, maybe he's had a better career or a better landing spot than the, the rest of them. I'm just saying – as you look at all these guys that have left Chicago, how many really wanted out? I mean, I think Kaner is at a point in his career where he probably is done and he wants out. And they're trying to appease him with that. And, you know, they're not going anywhere. Uh, they're not going to win. Uh, he might win something where he goes, ah, let the guy I don't go. think the Rangers are going to win anything this year. Yeah. I, I just don't. I'm not going to get into the breakdown yeah. of the Eastern Conference. But I also think this. Kaner seemed to be very – conflicted yes and you could hear it in his voice you could see it in his face and that's what I mean if you're somebody that conflicted it wasn't like he was hell-bent and getting traded he doesn't still maybe feel a hundred percent behind this idea of leaving the Blackhawks an organization where he grew up and now he's got a family and all these things and had the success and he's got a legacy here so I just don't know that you need to help a guy if he's on the fence hey you know what maybe you do want to leave okay Really? Yeah, I, I mean, listen. And this isn't a, like this isn't like a sentimental tour. He's productive. Yes, he is. But you know what? I mean, you're going nowhere. You don't really want to win. Do you want that guy with you? And you said it. They've they've gotten rid of everybody connected to the the scandal, whatever. Not that he was necessarily connected, but they were guys that didn't do anything while all that was going on, and they were making fun and having a laugh. That doesn't mean they need to go. Um, I, I, I'm just saying that there. That's maybe that's part of the way they look at it. I mean, you, you the know, other thing is it, Jonathan Taves. You know, they they can't trade him. They can't get rid of him. They can't find a place for him to go. I I don't. You know, that's a very tough situation. And and Taves was as important to winning the Stanley Cups as Patrick Kane was because he was I wouldn't argue the with captain. that then he was the guy that that filled in all the blanks he yeah. did but I mean Kaner they're one in one a long- yes in terms of the reasons why yes got to close this by, by just referring to this one of our loyal listeners Mark Potash from the Sun-Times likes oh, to keep us accountable likes to keep me accountable on the Twitter machine as well so I said that Ernie Brock for Barolio wasn't front page news necessarily right remember I said that he sends me the uh, let's see, the Chicago Sun-Times, and this is from 1964, <laughs> June 16th, front page. Cubs get Brolio, send Brock to Cardinals. Yes, it's above the fold. Thanks, Potsy. <laughs> I was wrong again. Ask him if they did talk about it on sports radio. You was know what? I he, wrong? he probably called in and complained. <laughs> that would be a young Potsy. On oh, hold for half an hour. That's very funny. Ask him for the biggest trade. I would like was, to know what Mark Potash would think time. in terms of the, the biggest trade that he could remember in, in his Chicago sports lifetime. Wow. Oh. Is this it? 
in terms of the caliber of the player being traded, okay, I don't know how but, you get more than this. I don't think you're going to get anything in return, David. The guy's holding all the cards. He, there's only one team he's going to. Okay, we'll we'll send you there. I don't think you're going to get anything. So it's it'll be like Kane just for for thank you. This wouldn't That's be the, the most the biggest blockbuster trade, right? This though might be the most significant deal. Okay. Only because of who's being traded and who's leaving town. 312-644-6767. It's Mully and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. They could go on a little bit of a run now. Oh, you know what? You, I mean, seriously, get out! <laughs> Mully and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Sweet vindication. That was uh, David's reaction to the Bulls signing Patrick Beverly, which... I found absurd on whatever day it was, and lo and behold. That might have been Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. I don't recall it was right which. right after they signed It was right it. after. Was that was like, my immediate response. Yeah. I was a prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Now, it's two games in, so there's a lot of basketball to be played. They're on a run. They're on a run. But you know what's interesting is that they're on a run. They haven't since 2017 held opponents under to 90 points or fewer on back-to-back games. Think about that. So that's a that's long time. Years. And the thing is, is that Patrick Beverly is getting a lot of credit for changing the mindset and the approach and the mentality. And he didn't even score yesterday. No, he didn't score. But he did change the mentality. He was good in the first game. Okay. He he was, you know, loved being with the home crowd. And, he, you know, it was, it was just fun to watch him. Um, and then the second game, he wasn't as good. But he did make some plays. And he is very energetic. And it's... Listen, he's he's an emotional leader type guy, and they they were the most dead arse team. You can't tell. And I I listened to all of it yesterday, David. And I heard all the all oh, the All Star break really helped us. And all. and I'm not saying that isn't true, but that same group that couldn't hold a team below 90 points held a team to 82 points. Right. So I'm sorry, but there's been some kind of impact. There's here. definitely been an impact, and I think it's related to Patrick Beverly arriving and changing everybody's focus level, their buy-in, their intensity. It's they're still, you know, professional athletes, but they're still, you know, got competitors, and the, the, something was going wrong, and there wasn't that there was, there was that lull, the lapse that you could expect from every mm-hmm. Bulls game. Microcosm of what his impact is yesterday in the fourth quarter. One sequence. I think that they were one followed the other. It started with a possession where he got two offensive rebounds. Yes. Now, a lot of that is right place, right time, a little bit of luck involved. A lot of it is just having the self-awareness, the court awareness that he definitely has. He gets two offensive rebounds, moves the ball around, they get a three-pointer. During the timeout, after they had gotten the lead so big that the, the starters could rest and sit out the rest of the game, Patrick Beverly is seen talking to Ayo Desunmu, Patrick Williams. The guy's going in to finish, saying something probably to the effect of, don't let up, don't ease up, don't let go of that rope, whatever the case may be. With a couple of swear words in there. Yeah, sure. This is radio. We can't do that unless you're down. But I'm Cooper. saying he seems to yeah. he seems to go blue all the time. Well in I, a good way. Yeah, in he the likes best way to possible. Cuss. Yeah, definitely he likes to cuss. But the, he's coaching, he he's rebounding, he he's defending, he's doing whatever the Bulls need and they need a lot. Peoria Matchicks and AK Executive of the Year. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm no. not I'm not dismissing <laughs> the impact of this player. Um, I do want to see how they do tomorrow night 
against the team in Toronto that plays fairly hard. And the problem that the Bears have uh, the Bears problem the Bulls have faced is that they do not give consistent effort night in and night out. So you never know which group's turning up, and they basically have been like a dead arse team that put together a six-game losing streak when they were one game out of hitting 500. Right? They're a game below, and they lose six in a row oh. before the break, and you just thought they don't even deserve should they should they tank? That's what happened. Yeah, and I'm glad Billy Donovan addressed that before the game, talking about the integrity of competition. He answered that better than either one of us could with eloquence. Molly, I think the other thing about the Raptors, besides the fact that they're playing at home and besides the other things that you mentioned, they're long and they're athletic and they're tall. And when you have a, a lineup that is basically Vooch and four guards, you're gonna they're yeah. going to make you pay for doing that. And that's okay because it'll be a good test. So you you look at this challenge and you step up a little bit and you have to beat the Raptors. You have to win these games the next two on the road, back-to-back, and play with the intensity that you showed over the weekend at home. And the way that you get rebounds, the way that you make the offensive rebounds that he did and the, the way that he goes about his job is because he is moving on the court. He is not stationary as far too many of these players have been. Watch him on defense. He's trying to defend like three positions. He is working very hard defensively. He's not the he, he's not the guy that's scoring all the points. He's not the guy, but he has raised their emotional level on the floor. And he's working hard at all times. And and it is, you know, again, you're changing the rotation. So guys that that used to be in one spot are in a new spot. Maybe they're less comfortable. Maybe they want to get more minutes. Maybe they have to work harder to make sure they do. I just think it's helped in a ton of different ways. Well, and one of those ways is is hard to grasp. Or this doesn't make sense when you say it on its surface, but that locked-in concentration level or whatever increased focus, however you want to describe it, it seems as if the last two games, Zach Levine has taken better shots. His shot selection has improved in the last two games. And maybe that's related to the fact that you have – a lot more, you're, you're playing with a bigger lead and you can be more patient and selective, whatever the case may be. But it looks like he is being more judicious with his decisions, with the ball, and what shots to take. More efficiency. He, he's definitely playing much better than he has been. So that helps. You know, we talked, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to me. And I, again, like, I don't want to get caught up in this idea that the Bulls aren't going to, that they're on some unbelievable roll. But they've won two games they should have won, and they hadn't won those kind of games before. They were losing games they should have won because every team they played knew that they were going to let them back in. Now they've changed a little bit. So if they beat Toronto, they match their longest win streak of the season. Then they're at Detroit, so they could conceivably get to a four-game winning streak before they play the Suns, who are a really good yeah. team, I I love I love the idea that that the Bulls can get on a roll, that the Bulls can fight their way back toward five hundred. The Bulls can make a uh, make themselves in a into a make uh, a little bit of a run, significantly better team. Make I, a little bit I, of a run, like listen, we talked about last week. You're absolutely right. You were right. So I think that when you look at come back in, don't get out. <laughs> They're on the verge of being able to do that. Whatever the play-in represents to you, you don't have to like it. But it's what they have to do. If you're a professional sports team, you want to maximize each season. The Bulls aren't going to be a team you can envision 
you know, if they tried tanking now, it probably wouldn't go so well. They're going to have to do what they can with the talent they have. Here's the thing, though, with – I know Peoria Matt was kidding. But when you talk about AK, this feels like this roster move – the White Sox season and the Bulls season were very similar in terms of being disappointing up until last week. They're watchable again. But much of the way the White Sox stumbled upon Johnny Cueto and then later Elvis Andrews, it feels like that Patrick Beverly is just in the same vein. It kind of got to the Bulls in the same manner, kind of the accidental addition to the team. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it was supposed to be uh, a Westbrook. Yeah, and. And he chose the, to go to uh, to stay in L.A. and go with the Clippers. And then P- Patrick Beverly was almost like a backup position, like, a, well, first we'll try uh, see if we can get Russ. Then- he was the backup buyout plan. Yes, yes. And so here yes. he is, and they're going to Quato their way all the way to the playoffs. Okay, but could, do you believe that the results would be the same if it was Russell Westbrook in the starting Conceivably. Line? Conceivably. They just needed someone uh, willing to be the leader of the team. They needed a jolt of adrenaline. They needed, they needed energy. They needed some caffeine, they whatever needed, analogy you want to make. They needed to be competitive. Yeah, and I think that maybe Russell Westbrook it might not have had as many different tentacles to the story, or you wouldn't have seen him hugging his high school coach in the hallways of the United Center the way we saw Patrick Beverly and in his high school coach Lamont Bryant on Saturday or Sunday, which is cool, and the Bulls put that out there. And yeah, it was cool. There's a lot to like about Patrick Beverly being introduced as from Chicago. Yeah, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal to us. Yeah, and I think I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's I think something... it helps the Bulls. I think they've been a significantly more active team. That's it. Just active. Just energy. And you know, as KC told us, they've been the best defensive team in the league since January 1st. I found that stunning. I was stunned by that. This is not a team you because, look at and say, oh boy, boy, they play good D. Because they lost six straight games before the break, and, and that was in that time frame, and it didn't seem like they were able to do anything. So now here you go, and you're seeing them kind of play better defense. As you said, 87 points one game, followed by 82, first time in what was it? Seven years that they first time since 2017. That's back-to-back incredible. opponents fewer than 90 points. Six years. Okay. They they have the tandem of Caruso and Patrick Beverly. You talk about two guys who you don't really look forward to playing against. Those two guys have to be on any top 10 list. When in the do NBA. they? When did they play the Bucks? <laughs> Not soon enough because Grayson Allen, Patrick Beverly is coming for you. That's what I'm thinking. Now you have the counter. Yeah. Would, that is what that, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to. When that. is the Bucks game? There's got to be. That's got to be. First of all, you got those two Laker games, which they're, they're hot. He's going to win that. Did you see what your guy AD did yesterday? Carried oh. them over the Mavs. Did you see yeah. Mark Cuban's face sitting there watching that happen? Listen, um, these are the 23 most important games of his career. April 5th. April 5th, they are at Milwaukee. Ooh. Oh, April 5th. Yeah. So somebody wow. send the uh, memo to uh, to uh, Grayson Allen to take a night off, or else, or else. Yeah, he's that, got it coming. I don't think you want to look forward to playing Giannis and company, but if you had to find some motivation or a reason to look forward to that date, I guess we found it. All right, let's try. La's in the West Loop. Hey, La. Hey, 
Hey, Molly, I, I, I rarely disagree with you, but I have to disagree with a small statement you said. Okay. You said Pat Beverly did not play as well the second game. He actually played better the second game. Well, okay. at, statistically, he didn't play as well. No, no, no. But what statistic are you looking at? You're looking at points. They didn't need those eight points he gave them before. What you're not seeing is, so is right, that he way. doubles. So right. He helps. Yeah, yeah. He, I agree. Do, do you realize? Watch something that he does. He plays the passing lane, yes, so they're not even going to throw the ball to the side of the court that he's on because he shows himself in the lane. He's rebounding. He's he makes it so much easier for Zach, Vooch, and uh, and DeRozan because they're not down by fifteen and down by ten. So they have to go into this one-on-one thing. So they have to try to score because the supporting cast are not reliable scorers. So they're always down 10 or 15, and then they have to go into hero ball. But if you play solid defense yep. and you're not down by yeah, 15, great point. Great point. that could be patient. That's, his, that's why his shots are better, because he could be patient. Dude, that's, a good, that's a great yeah, point. Yeah, you know, good explanation, Zach LA. Zach Levine is playing 10 yep. times better. I think what he's also trying Maybe to say is that, that. I definitely I think LA's trying to say is that, you know, water covers two thirds of the earth and Patrick Beverly covers the other third. Isn't that a cornerback line? That's a Deion Sanders line. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It might have been something. I'm not getting a little carried Deion. away here, but you know. No, no, no. Hey, listen. I, hey. We need this. And uh yeah. Mully Bayless strikes again according <laughs> to Peoria Matt's on me. We're all over this. We're very happy. I never called you Molly Bayless for the right. record. I, no, I, I mean, I, I guess it's a compliment. I got, I can get, you know, a good Mexican meal because I know a guy. There I don't you go. know. I don't know. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it and I'll run like a thief in the night. All right. We've got, uh, I believe, uh, Dan and Lawrence joining us next. We'll get a chance to talk to them about the weekend in, uh, in boxing, see if they watch the big fight like I did. David just, just <laughs> shot me a dirty look. I didn't shoot you dirty look. Yeah. There's nothing like watching a YouTuber get beat up, let me tell you. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.